Welcome back to Ice Pat Sports. I'm Griff. I'm Matt. Episode 16. Uh, we just had a, a good week of football, and the fantasy playoffs are about to begin, so this is a pretty big episode. Yeah, it really is. Um, I'm in the playoffs in, what, five out of six leagues, so yeah. I can't complain. I'm in the playoffs in uh, one out of three, and I barely got in. I got in because of a catch by uh, DeAndre Hopkins on the last drive, so shout out to uh, whoever had Hopkins. Yeah, um, I edged out for most points in one of my leagues by point four points. Yeah, that's tenths. crazy. Um, so it's it's been a crazy crazy year for fantasy. Uh, you know, I, I feel like there's been a lot of inconsistencies. Um, like, can you really name a consistent player aside from like a Travis Kelsey or I mean, even Justin Jefferson has had a couple bad games. Uh, yeah. Um, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Has been I think he's. Consistent. The, I, I believe he's the number one overall player at the moment for all of fantasy um outside of that like i don't really know yeah i mean it's just it, it's been a crazy fantasy year you got guys like kenneth walker who come out you know pop off kind of late and then get hurt mm-hmm. um, same, same with pierce pierce yeah i mean he was he was looking you know great down the stretch and then all of a sudden he's he's kind of slowed down a little bit um i mean he still is i think seventh in rushing yards but my favorite surprise this year was miles sanders Yes. I mean, you guys that got him in, the, like, the what, third, fourth rounds, what a yeah. steal. I yeah, mean, he, he, was, he just came off a monster game. It looks like in, in my league this year, he was drafted in the ninth round. Wow. Ninth? Ninth round. And he's the number 10 PPR running back, um, number 37 overall player uh, from by sleeper. Um, I mean, this year he's just been unbelievable. He's I got, mean, you put him behind that offensive line and – yeah, he's got a thousand rushing yards and eleven touchdowns already, averaging over five a carry. Um, I think think the Eagles really have something there. I don't know. He's a free agent after this season. Um, he's gonna after this after you know the season he's having. He's gonna demand a lot of money. So I, I'm not I, sure they're gonna yeah. invest in the running back position, especially when there's a lot of solid running backs coming into this draft class. It's true, but I mean, you've got Miles Sanders. He's 25 years old. Like he's, I, I, th- I think he's, he could be a top back in the league. Hear he's me out. showing it right now. Hear me out. Hear me out. You don't re-sign Sanders. You have Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott. Maybe you go out and you sign, um, a, a lower end back. Um, I don't even know who's hitting for like, like a Dante Foreman or, or someone of that caliber. And then you trade down from your Saints pick to like you know a ten eleventh pick. Take Bijan. Take Bijan Robinson. Imagine Bijan Robinson behind that offensive line in that offense. Yeah, that would be that would be pretty insane. But you also have to understand, like your your O line's getting older. It um, is. You don't know how long Kelsey's going to be around. You don't know how long Lane Johnson's going to be around. You're right. So I mean, I, both are playing at all pro they caliber. Are, they are. No, they 100 percent are. But it's just a matter of do they want to keep playing football? Like Kelsey, yeah. Kelsey talked about retiring for years now. Yeah, but but. You you also have a different culture now, and he's you one do. of the most respected guys in that locker room, and he's been grooming uh, Cam Jurgens, who we drafted. Uh, you have Landon Dickerson, who uh, I'm pretty sure didn't he play center? He did. He played center. In yeah, yeah. So you you have some options to replace Kelsey. I mean, nobody's ever going to replace Kelsey, but no, you can't. He's one of the best you, centers ever. They've been preparing for this offensive line to you know um, retire. Re- re- retire or just you know. Just either leave or yeah, Regress. whatever. Yeah. And 
Uh, we just we haven't seen it, but they've been preparing for it. Instead of retiring, they're just putting out Christmas albums together. Yeah, which are really good. It is really I'm, good. I'm no, the, it yeah. is it is really good. Jordan Mailata has got a really good voice. He's got insane. I voice. mean, you you showed me it a couple of weeks ago. He was on. He was what on the Voice was it? No, he was on uh, the Masked Singer. Oh yeah yeah yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, he's he he's gifted for sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know any other player that's six eight that can sing like he can. Yeah. But um you know else is really gifted? Oh, are you about to say who I think you are? I think yeah, I think we're thinking the same thing. Jared Goff. Wow. <laughs> what a What's, what a take. What Jared Goff, he's been dare we say elite. elite? I mean the last couple of weeks he's he's been a top quarterback in the league. I mean and yeah he's, 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 he's just had a for... lot of games this year where he looks like he could be a top quarterback in the league, which is just un, unreal. He's had two straight weeks of 330-plus passing yards. Yep. And, yeah. and and at least two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, what, 330 yards and three touchdowns following a week where he threw for 340 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, I mean, and the Lions offense just looks explosive. Yeah, we've talked about it all season. I mean, you've got you've got Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, Jameson Williams is back now, and he's healthy. Makes his first catch on a big play downfield. Yeah, he's wide open. He was wide open. There's nobody But, but like, that's, that's the kind of... Uh, that's his game. Like, yeah, and that's, that's what the, you could expect out of him. And that's the deep threat that they, they need. But also somebody that's been stretching the field from the lately is DJ Chark, who we've mentioned in previous podcasts. And, I mean, between him and Jameson Williams, you got to stretch the field. And you also got to worry about um, Monroe St. Brown underneath. And not only that, they're they're working three running backs into the game plan. They are. You which, got Swift, Jamal Williams. As, as a Jamal Williams owner, it's yeah. a little frustrating. And Justin but, Jackson's getting touches, but yeah. Um, but I, the offense is just dynamic. They've they've got a ton of playmakers. The O line, we we talk about it a lot. They're, they've got a really good O line. They do. Yeah, I mean, Penny Sewell, Taylor Decker, um, and people in our shorts trash Frank us Ragnow. whenever we take uh, we take yeah. the Lions O line in a versus challenge. But they're, their O line is really there. good. They're, I I'm pretretty sure they're ranked top ten. They have to be. I mean, just you can't have Penny Sewell, Frank Ragnow, Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, and, and not be ranked. Top Before we carry on, how about Penny Sewell as a receiving threat? Yeah, wow. <laughs> what? What a, we didn't what? even talk about that. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure uh, the Bengals are kicking themselves for passing on him and taking Jamar Chase. <laughs> yeah, Penny Sewell seals the game with a with a big guy. He was out in motion, caught a swing. Pass I love that. I love when you get big guys involved like in seven the yards. Yeah, that, that was hilarious, but. In, in a moment where you're ahead by, they were up by two scores, I think. But still, it's in a moment, it's a big third down. You're trusting Panay Sewell to get the ball, mm-hmm. to seal the game. Yeah. And he does it. Right. Well, he's just an athlete, and uh, he has uh, his brother is coming into the, the league, too. We, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll talk about him more in the in the offseason. Yeah, yeah. Check out our mock drafts, by the way. Yeah. Just a little plug. Yeah. Um, we do have Noah Sewell going first round in both of the mock drafts we have up, so yeah, I mean, a little the, teaser. Talk about a yeah, gifted, gifted family. Yeah, I think they have another brother, too. Really? I, I believe at uh, at Utah? I believe it. I believe so? I don't know. Don't quote him on that. Yeah, don't quote me on that. Um, Jaguars you, offense, another yeah. offense that's been really good this year. Masterclass offense, some might say. And this week it was. Yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence goes 30 for 42, 368, three touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. Evan Ingram has a career day, 11 catches, yeah. 162, and two touchdowns. Since when could Evan Ingram catch the ball? Uh, when he has Trevor Lawrence. And catch the ball that well. I mean, but, come on. He, he, had, he had one of the best tight end fantasy days of the year. Oh, yeah. Um, I uh, 
you know, I can't say I've watched a ton of the Jags this year. Um, I did get to catch most of this game and watching Trevor Lawrence make these throws, his arm, his arm's unbelievable. Yeah, no, he's, he's a really good quarterback. He's really progressing and living up to the hype right now. I think he is, but something that I keep saying, and I've, I've, I'll die on this hill is you got to view this year. Like it's Trevor Lawrence's rookie season hundred percent because he lost his rookie season to having urban Myers as head coach. So you got to look at his, uh, you know, th- this season is, is his rookie season. Same with, I mean, ETM, ETM lost his, w- his to injury. So, it, you know, your, your first round draft picks back in uh, 2021 are, are almost like the, it's their rookie season here in 2022. Um, so what he's doing right now, uh, and like, I'm pretty sure he's been a great statistical quarterback as well in the past couple of weeks. And he has, and just think next year he's getting Calvin Ridley. Right. Oh, I forgot about Calvin Ridley. Yeah, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk. I mean, Zay Jones is a solid number three option. Zay Jones has had some really big games this year and had some really terrible games. I mean, he just had uh, eight for 77 and a touchdown. Last week, he was two for 16. And then the week before that, he was 11 for 145. So he's kind of up and down, but, you know, he's a solid option. He makes plays when he has to. Yeah, he's a solid option. I mean, Marvin Jones is getting older. I was just about to say, he reminds me a lot of Marvin Jones. He does. Um, Just a younger version that will probably be in this offense a lot longer than... Marvin Jones. Um, a lot of people wrote off Zay Jones. He was a second-round pick back in 2017. He ain't right back. <laughs> well, I mean, would you? <laughs> he's, still, he's still number three option at best. I don't know if he's worth a second-round pick. No, he is, but, but uh, you know. If Evan Ingram can keep up this kind of production, well, obviously he's not going to produce like this every week, but if, if he can, you know. Be a viable target. Yeah, be, catch the ball like he did this game. And just continue to, to be a, a nice check down option for Trevor and draw, Lawrence and draw coverage. Like you have to pay attention to him. And then next year, yeah. when you have Calvin Ridley in this offense, it, it's, it's almost a scary it, offense. Yeah, you're, you've improved your team for next year already. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this team's probably not. They're they're not a playoff team. Yeah, not even probably not. I think right I, now they're not. I think next year they're a playoff team. 100%. easily. I think they win the division agree. next year. Doug uh, Peterson's a good coach. Yes. Trevor Lawrence is a really talented quarterback and Doug Peterson being a, a great head coach is kind of like a quarterback whisperer. And the in division isn't good. The division's so. not good. It's it's getting worse. Yeah. Um I could see it. Yeah, I I, I think the Jags are on the up and coming. Um I mean Evan Ingram I believe is on a one year deal. If they bring him back He is but um they should bring him back. Yeah, After a game like I think that, I think, I think you earn a contract. Well I mean we've talked about it all year too. The the tight end position this year has just been Lackluster. Yeah, I mean, he looked. You know, who he looked good against um, when they played uh, Denver. He had a he had a, a nice stat line there, uh, and he, I mean, talk about a, a good defense he was playing against too. Yeah, four for fifty five and a touchdown. I mean, but you and can't then, ask for any more. And he said back to back. We, I, I mean, last week against Detroit, he was five for thirty with a touchdown. You can't ask for any more from your tight end, though. No, you get you get, you get a first down, especially you get a this touchdown. year. I mean, he's yeah. Is touchdown, first down, a guy in the red zone. Yeah, I mean that's that's what we want every tight end. But for somebody that's six three, I mean, and, and and athletic, like he was, he was one of the fast. I, when he was drafted, I think he had ran the fast forty time of all the tight ends. You know what's interesting? I believe uh, last week or going into going into Sunday, he was like the number ten or eleven tight end. He puts up that game. He's the number four ranked tight end in PPR right now. Well, that just goes to show how the tight end position. Yeah, the tight end position this year. Unless you had Travis Kelsey who didn't have that great of a week this week. 
Um, no, but I think the gap between Kelsey or this Kelsey was a couple. Else, this was yeah. a couple weeks ago. This is like maybe two weeks ago. The gap between Kelsey and the number two. Uh, I forget who it was. I think it was Mark Andrews still. But the gap between uh, Kelsey and Andrews was bigger than the gap between Andrews and the number thirty-two tight end. I I believe it just because I mean Kelsey's uh, fifth in receiving yards right now. Yeah, he's having a career year. He just passed ten thousand receiving yards in his career. Yep, fastest um, tight end to do it in terms of uh, games played. Yep. Um. Yeah. This year he has. Oh, what are his stats? I don't even know. He's got. 1,039 yards and 12 touchdowns. With how many games to play? Yeah, they still got four games. Four games? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I'm, the tight end position, if you drafted Travis Kelsey, you're ahead of the game, and it just goes to show the positional advantage you have going into the drafts. Like, you got you to gotta view that. Like, some people knock on people who take, like, quarterbacks early or, like, a tight end early. But this year, I mean... It, Travis Kelsey, where is he ranked in, in total points? Number, number 12. He's number 12 in, in total in points. PPR, yeah. And you're not qu- counting quarterbacks. I mean, you can wait and take – I mean, if you've got Jalen Hurts later in the, like, what, the third, fourth round? I think – yeah, I think Hurts – I'll see where he went in my league. Um, but I don't even – oh, never mind. He was he was somebody's keeper. I was like, how, how did he go in the 14th round? Oh. Somebody took him in the 14th round last year and used him as his keeper, which <laughs> – Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure he was like between like the fourth and like sixth round. Like that was kind of his ADP. uh, Jalen Hurts. You get someone like him who's killing in fantasy, but and you took like uh, you know Travis Kelsey in in the first round. I mean, you could have went and gotten like a Kenneth Walker or um, like a Miles Sanders later in the draft. I mean, I I think my biggest mistake is like taking running backs too early now. Yeah, that's been my mistake too because for for. Ever running backs were such a valued position yes. because they were they were such a hot commodity. It was like you only have like this handful of of these workhorse backs that you know were do it all. But now we're running you know more of a running back by committee. Yep. And there's a lot more upside across the board with running backs uh, because you know, PPR. You know you get you got a receiving back like a Antonio um, Gibson. Antonio Gibson who who's this 18th ranked running back who right can now. easily put up 15 points a week just you know putting up what 10 carries and having a couple catches yeah um I, I mean receiver even receiver i mean it should be valued a little higher than um than running back R- running back i are, never valued uh receiver high i was always a, like R- stack rb neither, neither was i but i mean well let me s- scratch that because i mean you take a someone like justin jefferson he's had yeah. a great year yeah but um, I mean, Cooper Cup's gotten hurt. Jamar Chase had a solid year. Jamar Chase has been really good this year when he's healthy. Devontae Adams has been a stud. Tyreek Hill has been a stud. Yeah. I mean, these guys are averaging like twenty fantasy points a week. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, like all, all these top receivers, and look at the top backs. What's Jonathan Taylor done? I mean, McCaffrey. I mean, he's he's been great. Yeah, but McCaffrey's been really good. Other, than, other than that, Taylor's ranked. I think Dalvin Taylor finally got into the. Uh, no, he's still number twenty three running back in PPR right now. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, which was the consensus no, consensus number one overall pick for a lot of leagues. I took him number one. He's he's ranked the eighty first best player in PPR right now. Wow, um, guys like Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, but then you go to the second round, you got a guy like Saquon Barkley who's been really consistent. Um, you know, it, Josh he, Jacobs went in the fifth round. Give give me like Kelsey first round, Barkley second round. Like that's a killer draft. Yeah. Hurts later. Yeah. Like you're killing your leagues if you if you 
went and, and you went against the grain. Um, I think that's where fantasy is going right now is you, you, you can't just go with what everybody's saying and, and favoring like running backs over receivers because the league's changed. It has. And you got to kill it on the waiver wire. And one guy that you could get on the waiver wire, the Brock star. Yeah. Brock Purdy. Wow. Um, I was wrong about Brock Purdy. Yeah. Um, I thought he was going to uh, decline a lot in his production. Well, yeah. But... I mean, they got tape on him now. Like that's... Right. And he was Mr. Irre- irrelevant. Yeah. But you look at him now and what he went 16 of 21, two touchdowns, and he had a rushing touchdown. Uh, in his first career start. And he he played, uh, I think, the entire second half with an oblique injury. Which, um, I mean, that's that's painful. It is. I that's think he got hurt in the second quarter. I, granted, like, most of his, I think over, I think over a third of his fantasy points came in the first quarter. First quarter, he absolutely lit it up. He did. But still, like, he's making big plays. He's making big throws when he has to. He looks really good in these, in these situations and third downs, um, in these pressure situations. And he's not folding under pressure. And that's what I like about him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you say you're wrong about him. I don't know if you're necessarily wrong. Now that teams start getting more tape, like the second half, he didn't look as good. Like the Bucks yeah. started to figure him out a bit. But, I mean, he's providing this kind of spark for the offense. They they just absolutely killed the Bucks. Does this mean Jimmy Garoppolo has just been a system quarterback? Uh, I, I, I thought that was a, a given. Well, I mean, so like, I, I, yeah, my, you mentioned uh, the other week that you were, uh, you wouldn't mind Jimmy Garoppolo on the Jets. Oh, I wouldn't. But if he's a system quarterback and he's thriving in Shanahan's system, so who's thing, to say he's going to go in and be good under Salah? I, I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but I think the system's perfect for him. The point I'm trying to get at is if you've had system quarterbacks, or if, if you know it's a system quarterback type offense. And you bring in a healthy Trey Lance next year, who has immense upside because of his athleticism. The 49ers could be like even better than they are right now. Well, yeah, I mean, they could be disgustingly good. Kyle Shanahan can't evaluate quarterbacks, but once he gets them into the offense, he's mm-hmm. really good at elevating them and developing them. Right. I'm just uh, I'm excited to, to watch Trey Lance, a healthy Trey Lance play, because I think in that offense, I mean, you got McCaffrey, you have Debo Samuel. You know, Trey Lance, you have so many dynamic, athletic guys. Now, let me raise this point to you, though. What if, I mean, this is a huge what if, because it's, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I guess it could happen. What if Brock Purdy leads this team to a Super Bowl? What if he wins a Super Bowl? Just a what if. How, how can you go away from the guy that just won you a Super Bowl? I mean, that's that's a, definitely a a hard decision to make, right. but that's that's why they get paid the, the big bucks. That's why we're not getting paid to make those decisions, but... Right, I mean, you you got to take it to training camp and see who, who looks I, better. I, I guess, I, mean, you gotta I have guess. Lance fight it out with Purdy. you got to have Lance earn that, that spot back, um, but you don't just draft Trey Lance and trade up for him and give up what you gave up to get him to not start him. Right, but I if mean, he, he, you got to make him earn it. I mean, he's barely in in his first two seasons. He's barely been able to touch the field this last year because just because they they were rocking with Jimmy G. I mean, sometimes it's a business though. Look at um, Nick Foles. Nick Foles yeah. goes wins the Super Bowl with with the Eagles yeah. after Wentz. You, you know, you know the story. Mm-hmm. But then you know, Nick Foles doesn't really get a 
He goes to Jacksonville, gets a starting gig. The, the Eagles stick with Wentz because that's the guy they invest well, in. The issue with it's that, a business. though, Foles was in his 30s, though, wasn't he? At that time? Early 30s. Yeah. Purdy's 22. Yeah. So you've got Purdy, who's 22. Lance, I believe he's also 22, 20, 23. 22. Wow, 22. So you have two 22-year-old quarterbacks. Now, I mean, like, like we said, this is just a big what if. Right. But if... Brock Purdy could come out and make a Super Bowl run. You've got two 22-year-old quarterbacks that are going to be fighting for a position to start for this offense. They're in a good. They're in good shape. Yeah, I mean they're in great shape. Um, yeah, I mean we we talked a lot about the 49ers last week. They're, they're definitely probably the second best team right now in the NFC. Yeah. Um, uh, arguably third if you want to put Dallas above them, but I'd I still say, think they're better than Dallas. I'd say it's. 2A, 2B. Yeah, I, I can see that. All um, right, let's jump into our picks this week. Yeah. Week 15 picks. Last week you did go 7-6. and six. I went 6-7. and seven. I'm uh, You're 122-85-2. I'm 127-80-2. Still got a five-game lead on you. Darn. We do have four different picks, though. We do. We do this week. Um, We've got Thursday night, three Saturday, a bunch of Sunday, and one Monday. No more bye weeks. Um, let's this, just jump into it. It's the... Nitty gritty, we're getting down to yeah. right here. Thursday night, talking about San Fran. We got San Fran at Seattle. Seattle's not looked that great. The defense the, has been really bad. It has. Um, and then there's San Fran, who has the best defense in the league. Yep. Uh, and just is still able to score on offense. Yep. I think this is a pretty easy pick. I'm going San Fran. I'm also going San Fran. Yep. But you never know. I mean, Seattle could come out. Seattle's home. It's a divisional game. Any given Thursday, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is a Thursday night game, so beware. Yeah. I actually think it could be a pretty solid game. I hope it's so. It's one of the better Thursday night games on paper, I think. For sure, for sure. Then we would jump into Saturday, where uh, 1 o'clock, we have Indianapolis at Minnesota. Let me just say, I don't like Saturday NFL games. Really? I don't. Saturday, it, do, it does feel a little wrong. It, it just feel, it doesn't feel right, you know. I, I just don't like it. Uh, at least the night, at least the night game, like you don't have work the next day. No, I guess that's true. And you get the more next football. day, you got to wake up and watch football. Oh yeah. <laughs> Damn tough life. Yeah, right. right. The first Saturday game, we got Indy at Minnesota, the one o'clock game. That is big because it's uh, Kirk Cousins playing at one o'clock. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm going to rock with Indy though. I don't think Minnesota's good. I've been saying it for a couple weeks now. Um, Minnesota just dropped a 10-3, and three, and I will keep saying it. I think they're the worst 10-3 and three team I've seen. Whoa. What are you Ignore doing? Ignore that. That's ESPN, man. Ignore ESPN. Sorry about that. Um, you know, they're, uh, they're coming off a game where they just got completely outplayed by the Lions, and... Yeah, I just don't think they're good. They've been winning games barely. Mm-hmm. They've been letting opponents back into games. And we were just looking before. Indy's got the number, I think they got the number three ranked pass defense. Mm-hmm. So I'm rocking with Indy here. So the Vikings, yeah, you're right. They, they probably aren't the greatest 10-3 and three team right now. Um, but they, are, they do have 10 wins on the season. And may I say, Kirk Cousins threw for over 400 yards. Justin Jefferson had 11 catches, 220 yards, 223 yards to be exact. Um, like they're still producing on offense. Uh, and Indy just, they're so slow on offense. You know, they they're are. so sluggish. Um, I just, 
I think Detroit came out and was able to score more points than Minnesota because both have bad defenses and great offenses. Um, and I just think it was it was a shootout that Detroit won. Indianapolis, though, I don't think Matt Ryan is going to be able to put up as many points as Detroit was able to. Um, comes down to quarterback. Kirk Cousins has the edge on Matt Ryan for me. I got to go Minnesota winning this one okay. uh, at home. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm still rocking Indy. We got Baltimore at Cleveland the next Saturday. It's the Saturday afternoon game. This is a coin 430 flip. game. Talk about a coin flip. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have to rock with Cleveland. Uh, I still don't have faith in Tyler Huntley, even if he does play. If he doesn't play, it looks like like Anthony Brown's gonna be the starting quarterback. Is Lamar still gonna be out? Yeah, I uh, believe so. I, he's out. They said like one to four weeks, right? Hmm. Um, I just don't. Let's see. Um, well, I, I mean, Cleveland, I hate to take Cleveland because Cleveland has been so just mediocre. They have. No, Nick they Chubb, really have. Nick Chubb does not have that spark that he had at the beginning of the season. Deshaun Watson's not good. Nope. <laughs> a good person or a good player. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know, like, I, I feel like Baltimore, if they have – if they have Lamar, they're they're the easy favorites. One hundred percent. But with, with Lamar's status in question and Tyler Huntley's status in question, I, I got to lead in Cleveland here. Um, I mean, J.K. Dobbins did have a big game. He had what one hundred twenty yards. Yeah. Um, his his presence is being felt on that offense, which is definitely good for Baltimore as they you know approach the playoffs. But I, I got to lead Cleveland. Yeah, I'm leading Cleveland too. Miami, Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo. Good game. It's going to be a great game. I'm going to rock with Buffalo at home. I think playing a night game in Buffalo, it's going to be freezing. Uh, we just had the report that Miami, Miami had uh, heaters on the sideline inside the dome against L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a good look for a team that's got to travel to Buffalo and play in these. I mean, it's not going to be warm in Buffalo in December, I can tell you. No, that. and Tyreek is a little banged up. Yep. Um. Jeff Wilson's hurt. Jeff Wilson's hurt. And, yeah, I, I'm totally with you there. The whole um, weather in Buffalo, I think, is going to play a major factor in this game. I agree. Give me Buffalo. Yep. Uh, Philly at Chicago. I think this is a Philly blowout all day long. Well, I do want to acknowledge, I said Philly by 20 last week, and you were you were surprised. Yeah. Um, And Philly won by more than 20. Yeah, I'm, I am still surprised because divisional game against the Giants, mm-hmm. it's normally tough game. Um, you know, the Giants, like we said, they, they haven't really been healthy, and I just don't think they've looked good as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Philly looked really good. Jalen Hurts looked really good. We'll talk about him later. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm rocking with Philly against I mean, Chicago. I, I got to go with my boys just on paper this, this matchup. Like you said, it, sh- it should be a blowout. Um, a little concerned because you got Dallas next week. Mm. You could be looking ahead if you're Philly to that Dallas game. I don't think so. I think Nick Sirianni's got control of his locker room. I think the players realize they're taking this one game at a time, mm-hmm. and they're just riding the wave right now. And yeah, yeah. No, I'm 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 with you there. Uh, it's just again a lot of times when there's a big game coming up the next week, you tend to slip up the week before. Yep. Um. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a closer game than. You know, people think, but I, I definitely go in Philly here. Atlanta at New Orleans, the NFL debut of Desmond Ritter. Yes, I think Ritter gets the dub. 
I, I just think, uh, I mean, we, we always talk about how when a new quarterback comes in, provides that spark. I feel like Atlanta gets that spark uh, this week against New Orleans, and I think Ritter gets it done. Yeah, um, this this game is up in the air for me. Uh, I was I was really on the fence in between here, but I have to lean Atlanta um, for the reasons that you just mentioned. Yeah. Got Detroit at the Jets. I think this could be a pretty good matchup. Um, not even just saying that because my Jets bias, but I do think <laughs> I think these teams uh, match up pretty pretty well against each other. Yeah. Um, Detroit has a really high powered offense. The Jets have the one of the top defenses. Jets offense has looked pretty shaky, but the Detroit defense is pretty shaky. Right. For those reasons, I'm leaning Jets here. Um, Jets at home. Jets do have the third best defense in the NFL. Yeah, and if if Mike White does play, which they are planning for Mike White to play, I think he has a really a really nice day against this Detroit secondary, who's uh, not very good. You got the fourth best offense here going against the third best defense. Yeah. Um. I. My brain is telling me go Jets. My gut is telling me go Detroit. I just think Detroit is riding that wave right now and just has so much momentum and they're rallying behind Dan Campbell. If you win out, you're probably in the playoffs. I I think this is a, a big game for Detroit. I think Detroit comes out and they, they win this game. I don't think Mike White's going to be able to keep up with Jared Goff in that high-powered offense. Okay. You got Pitt at Carolina. Carolina coming off a big one against Seattle. Um, mm-hmm. I think Carolina's defense has been very solid. Outside of the game where they allowed, what, five, six touchdowns? I think it was five touchdowns to Joe Mixon. <laughs> defense has been really good. They're probably top ten defense without that game. Um, I'm leaning Carolina here, especially if Mitch Trubisky's starting. He mm-hmm. he didn't look good at all against uh, against Pitt. Or, well, not against Pitt. Against Baltimore. Um, if Kenny Pickett finishes that game against Baltimore, I think the Steelers end up winning that game. But, uh, yeah. I got to go Carolina here. I got to go Pitt just because I don't think Carolina's defense is going to be able to, or I'm sorry, offensive line is going to be able to hold off on uh, Pitt's defense. Uh, TJ Watt is a game wrecker. He's going to come in and he's going to terrorize what Sam Darnold, who's starting now for Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me Pitt all day here. Um, Whether it's Trubisky or Pickett playing uh, quarterback. I just, I don't think Carolina is going to be able to, to overcome TJ Watt. We got Dallas at Jacksonville. Um, I'm going to rock with Dallas. How can I not? Yeah, I mean, they, Dallas, Dallas struggled against they Houston. They did. Uh, they ended up pulling that game out, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. And, and uh, now they play Jacksonville, who just had a, a big game. They're coming off a huge win. Um, they're home, but I got to I gotta lean Dallas. Just that Dallas defense is unreal. Yep. KC at Houston. This one's easy. KC. KC. I mean, Houston's worst team in the league. Although they they did, they're they're a scrappy with... they're a scrappy one win team. I'll tell they you, are. yeah, they really are. Um, scrappy is the perfect word to describe them. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Casey, Kansas City all day. Arizona at Denver. Um, probably gonna get Colt McCoy versus uh, uh, Brett Rippin. Brett Rippin. Upgrade over Wilson. I I'd rock Rippin honestly. Yeah, I'm going Denver if Wilson's out. Uh, and I'm I'm being completely honest here. 
I'm not even messing around. If Russell Wilson plays, Colt McCoy wins this game for Arizona. Um, Denver's defense has just been unreal. And, th- I mean, that's just going to put it over for me. Arizona got yeah, no. a- Arizona got destroyed by New England yeah. um, uh, on the well, defense side of the ball. Yeah, I mean, you look at Matt Judon and uh, what's it, James Uche. Jo- uh, I think that's his Josh name. Josh Uche. Josh Uche. Yeah. I don't care about the pads. Like. <laughs> Um, but uh, they're difference makers off the edge there. Um, they're, they looked really good against that O-line of Arizona, who's not I mean, very good. I will say Pat Sertain against uh, D-Hop is going to be a great matchup. Should be, yeah. But um, I think uh, Brett uh, Rippin, yeah, I think he uh, he is going to be ripping apart this Arizona defense. I hope so. we got uh, New, New England, England at, at Vegas. Vegas. I'm going to rock with New England. Bill, Bill Belichick's going to know Josh McDaniels way too well. Yeah. New England here, especially with the way New England's defense looks. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee at the Chargers. Chargers coming off a big win against Miami, and they're they're fighting for a playoff spot. Um, Tennessee probably going to win that division. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I'm, I'm rocking with the Chargers here. Yeah. Um, Tennessee, I, I feel like they're due for a bounce-back game, but they haven't given me any inclination of – yeah. If you know when's that going to happen? Uh, I mean, three three bad games in a row for Tennessee is that is that viable? I guess. I mean, I just they're such a well coached team. It's I I hate to pick against them because I know the moment I do they're going to win. Yeah. But I got to go Chargers. Chargers just they, they put it all together against Miami. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. Justin Herbert. I mean, that offense is yeah. Having the healthy receiver out of the huge. backfield, you know. Yep. Yeah, give me the Chargers. Yep. Uh, Cincinnati at Tampa. Uh, I'm rocking Cincy. Yeah. Um. I I gotta go Cincy too. I, I I'm not sure if Tampa is gonna win that division. Tampa just is is lacking that spark. I want Carolina to win that division so bad. Yeah. Um. I'd I'd like to see Atlanta win it. Or that. I I, I think Atlanta just. Yeah, they're they've had their ups and downs this season, but mm. um, it'd be a great Cinderella story for Desmond Ritter if he comes in and takes them to the playoffs. That would, yeah. Um, Cincinnati, I think in this game, uh, Jamar Chase just torches that secondary of Tampa. Yep. Um, I think he has another monster game, and Cincy wins by a couple scores. Wow, um, I do like Cincy. Um, I think it might be a little closer than that. I think this could be a shootout, but. Uh, yeah, See, the problem is Tampa's offense just can't score touchdowns. Yeah. They just, I, I don't know. They're, eh. Um, we got the Giants at Washington for the Sunday night game. Not really excited for this one, honestly. Um, but I'm going to rock with Washington here at home. Um, I think I think Brian Robinson has a big game. And I think Washington wins by a score. So, <laughs> this game... Um... Man, I I have my pick written down. I hate it. I think the winner gets into the playoffs. The, oh, 100%. I mean, the, this this is for a play this is a playoff game right here. Yeah. In my opinion. Um I don't know. I I, I honestly don't know cuz everything is pointing towards Washington. But the Giants coming off a, a blowout. Yep. Like they just did against Philly um and Brian Dable being, you know, a really, really good head coach, in my opinion. I just, I, I could see them coming out, out and and you know winning this game, even though 
everything points to Washington. Um, I'm really going against everything my mind's telling me to. I'm going with my gut. I'm going Giants. Okay. All right. That's uh, it. Should be an interesting game. I'm I'm just really not interested in it. I don't know why. I don't know. Like, I don't know why, dude. Because the uh, the last time they played that, and I know it ended a tie, but that was a really competitive game. Yeah, I I personally just Wonder don't why. like watching NFC East divisional matchups, and I don't know why. Um, I like watching the Eagles team just because Jalen Hurts is. I I think he's a lot of fun to watch, and that defense is really solid. Outside of that, like I don't like watching Dallas play. I don't like watching well, the Giants do play. I. I don't like watching Washington play. I don't know. It's just something about that. Anyways, Monday, Monday night. night. Um, this game I will not be watching. <laughs> um, the Rams at Packers. Wow, this I, game's bad. I gotta go Green Bay. Green Bay's starting <laughs> to put put it together. Um, Christian Watson looks really good. Yes. Uh, they're coming off a bye. They've had, you know, two weeks to prepare for this game. Yep. And the Rams are, you know, high and mighty after coming off that win with Baker Mayfield. That I just I got it. I got to lean Green Bay. Yeah, I got to lean Green Bay as well. Um, that wraps up our picks. We have one person on the waiver wire watch real quick because we know it's the playoffs and waiver wire. Watch. I don't I don't think uh, these playoff teams are really. Really looking for guys on waivers. I think your team's pretty set at this point. You're not yeah, worried you're about playoffs, bye weeks yeah. anymore. Um, you know, injuries happen. And there is one running back out there that I really do think could be a strong flex play, and that's Chuba Hubbard. Mm-hmm. Um, Chuba Hubbard just got 17 touches, had 99 total yards and then in their game against Seattle. Um, Foreman had more carries. He out-carried him 21-14, but they had the exact same yardage, and Hubbard did get a touchdown. He's only rostered in 39% of sleeper leagues. And I, I think in the playoffs, if you have any injuries, he's a great guy to plug in as a flex play. Yeah. I, I mean, he, he outperformed Foreman. Um, you know, was that a fluke maybe, but it, it's such a, a bad wa- waiver wire right now. Like yeah. anybody that was worth taking is probably rostered. So right. um, now hey, before we scripts. close out for the episode, we are going to make our updated awards picks. Going back to episode two, we made up all of our awards picks for this season. Um, let's see. Your awards picks. MVP, you had Josh Allen. Offensive Player of the Year, Justin Jefferson. Defensive Player of the Year, TJ Watt. Comeback Player of the Year, C-Mac. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Damian Pierce. Defensive Rookie of the Year, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, my MVP pick was Justin Herbert, L. Um, offensive player of the year, I had Jefferson. Defensive player of the year, I had Micah Parsons. Comeback player of the year, I had Christian McCaffrey. Offensive rookie of the year, I had Chris Olave. And defensive rookie of the year, I had Sauce Gardner. Um, let's make our updated picks real quick, because why not? Starting with MVP. Yep, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes right now. And, uh, you know, I really I really understand the Jalen Hurts argument. I really do. But Patrick Mahomes has a cakewalk schedule going forward, and I, I just think he runs away with it because of that. I'm going Jalen Hurts. Um, no surprise there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is this is my unbiased pick. No, I you, I... you compare the statistics, and Mahomes now all of a sudden, after he has he had three interceptions last week. Yeah. Jalen Hurts has three interceptions on the year. Yeah. You add in Jalen Hurts' rushing upside, like Jalen Hurts is, is a top 10 in passing yards. He has 22 touchdowns to three interceptions passing. Yep. Mahomes leads the league in, in passing yards, has 33 touchdowns to 11 interceptions passing. Yep. I like Hurts' ratio of touchdowns and interceptions a lot better. His team has a better record. And then you add his 
10 rushing touchdowns and over 600 rushing yards to the equation. And I just, I think he edges out Mahomes. Now, that, that's as of right now. I think going forward, he continues to produce. Um, I, I think. Ho- I hope so. I need him to in I mean, Dynasty playoffs. I could see him finishing with over 30 passing touchdowns, you know, probably five interceptions, and definitely over 4,000 yards passing. Like that, to me, that's an MVP season if you add in his rushing yards, which is probably going to be around 800 yards rushing and, mm-hmm. you know, 12, 13 rushing touchdowns. Like that's. That's Lamar Jackson type numbers. Yeah, when he won the MVP, so I gotta go Hurts. The rest of my picks, I am sticking with all of the same players. Justin Jefferson is my offensive player of the year. Yours is also Jefferson. I also have Justin. Sticking Jefferson. with that, yep. um, how could you not? Yeah, I mean he's just been unreal. Yeah, um, defensive player of the year. I'm sticking with Micah Parsons. You are switching it to Micah Parsons. I'm or... switching it to Micah Parsons. Um, um, well, T.J. Watt, you know, he got hurt, and yeah. that kind of derailed his uh, his. Uh, 2022 campaign, but I, I I still think if he had played the entire season, he'd still be in the contention. Yeah. Um, right now, I, I just don't see how you can't go with Parsons. Uh, comeback player of the year, we're both rocking McCaffrey, I believe? Yeah, still. Right now, the favorite is Geno Smith. Um, I just think if McCaffrey helps carry this offense, wins three of their last four games, and yeah. leads them into the playoffs, is uh, I guess probably a top three seed um yeah I, I just don't see how c-mac can't win it yeah i mean he's he's having a, a great season and the niners without their quarterback i mean again he's gonna if he carries them to the playoffs which yeah. he's going to um i i don't see how you can't pick him i mean geno smith they're he started off really well but i mean they might not even make the playoffs seattle so yeah. i don't know i gotta go cmc Offensive Rookie of the Year, I'm sticking with Olave. Um, you could argue Garrett Wilson. You could argue Damian Pierce still. Mm-hmm. You could argue Brian Robinson right now. You could argue Brock Purdy. <laughs> um, but I, I got to stick with Olave. I just think, uh, I mean, he's going to finish with over 1,000 yards. May, he might push 1,100 yards. Um, I don't know what he's got for touchdowns, honestly, but yeah. Uh, if he sticks with this, I I see him winning it. I think he's top, he's what, top 15 in receiving yards? Yeah, he's number 12. Yeah. Garrett Wilson's 16th in receiving yards, and that's my offensive player of the year pick. Yeah. Um, Damian Pierce is going to finish with well over 1,000 rushing yards uh, and, you know, several touchdowns. But I got to change it to Garrett Wilson just because I think those voting are going to appreciate that Garrett Wilson has been the number one receiver on his team. I know, I know Olave has as well, mm-hmm. but uh, Wilson's on a, a more winning team. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just the Jets are in playoff contention, and Garrett Wilson has helped contribute to that on offense. Uh, Chris Olave, I mean, I feel like a lot of his stats have been in garbage time uh, and just kind of filler stats. I mean, Olave's still great, but I think Garrett Wilson's going to edge him out for offense rookie of the year. And then defensive rookie of the year, I am sticking with Sauce. Okay. Um, I I don't like the argument for uh, your pick um, <laughs> because of the interceptions. And, uh, yeah, but I'm still rocking with Sauce. He's a lockdown corner. He's a number one corner. Um, he's going to be a lockdown corner for years. The Jets really got a good one in Sauce Gardner. They did. Um, and I'm very happy about that, and I really hope he wins rookie of the year because he deserves it. Yeah, um, I got to go Tariq Woolen. Um I I see the argument for Sauce, but in this league, 
interceptions are valued a lot more heavily than they should. Unfortunately, I mean, we look, um, at, look Trayvon at Trayvon Diggs. Diggs with his nine interceptions. Yep, or eleven. What was it? It was something like that, right? I believe it was eleven, right? Yeah. So, because they wanted to throw at him, because he yeah. could, <laughs> right? Because he was giving up a ton of yards. But Tariq Woolen has been pretty good in coverage. Yeah, and he has all those interceptions. Tied for first with C.J. Gardner Johnson. I got to go Tariq Woolen as my defensive rookie of the year, just because I think that that's what the league's going to go with. Yeah. I mean, they're going to value those interceptions very highly. Yep. So I, I think that wraps it up. Yeah, that does wrap it up for this week. Um, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. Uh, merch link is in the description. Check us out on social media at Ice Bath Sports on Instagram and TikTok mm-hmm. at Ice Bath Pod on Twitter. You can check out the video version of this if you are not already on the Ice Bath Sports Podcast YouTube page. We just hit 10K, baby. We did. Let's go. Thank you so much for 10,000 subscribers. Imagine there's confetti. There's yeah. not confetti right confetti. now, but imagine there is. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for 10,000 subscribers. This is just the beginning. Um, we've only only been going at this for 16 weeks now. Um, 2023 is going to be massive. It's going to be just huge. Just look out for a lot of new stuff coming up. Content's um, going to be pumped out like crazy. We will see you guys next Tuesday. And as always... Stay Stay cool. cool.